1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for your mental health, Dr. Santana Dodson. Good morning, Santana. How are you? Good morning, gang. <laughs> well, it was a good year. It, doesn't, it sounds crazy saying that, right? It but does sound crazy because I thought it was a, an atrocious year. Yeah, I have to go along with Brian. I think it was an atrocious year. Well, the, the injuries, the loss of you know, arguably the top wide receiver in the game, you know, that puts you in a certain predicament and situation. So I really looked at it like we were going to start off slow, and we did start off in a hole. But the guys really did galvanize, and like we've been saying, this this has been playoff-type football for the last five, six weeks. And, um, you know, they had to make it or break a game last night, and they had opportunities. Uh, but that really showed up, and the immaturity just kind of showed up. But as I look at it and reflect, you know, a lot of times that when you're in those valleys and, you know, um, everything isn't automatic, you know, 17 isn't check to 17, uh, you know, things like that, um, you know, there's growth. There's growth with it. But you're dissatisfied because we're not into the playoffs, but – um, as I look at it, I think it was a, one of those good years, and I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, because that five-game uh, losing streak uh, there right to, what, four games in? That was a little hard to handle. Oh, it was very hard. No, no, it wasn't a little not anything. It was a lot of everything in the hard category. Especially when they went, I don't know, was it six quarters without scoring a touchdown in that uh, run somewhere? Is that part of it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me show. Let me tell you why I think it wasn't a good year. Let me. And this was said okay. just last night. And I'm not trying to overdo it. You say it was. Yeah. It wasn't a horrible year. It was just. It was a year. Um, worst. You know, but you know, this is, I'm getting the hammer out when I start with that. Worst yeah, red, zone. red zone offense in the NFL. Dead last. This was an offense that was. Two years ago, how do you stop this offense? If we had any defense at all, this team would win a Super Bowl. And now we just we can't we can't score touchdowns against the Lions, who may be tougher than we think. But anyway, worst red zone offense in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely work that needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. You know what happens in the NFL is you adjust. You know, it's like a bright, new, shiny car that you get for Christmas. And that's what Matt LeFleur was three, four years ago. Mm. You know, but then you start preparing and you see the same thing over and over and over again, and you start dissecting it. So there has to be an adjustment to the adjustment. I mean, even if you watched the game last night, if you really watched it every time we motioned, motioned early, the little Z sweep or the Z fly where we hand the ball off quick to the wide receiver, um, and he runs out wide, Detroit was automatically adjusting to that movement. So I was waiting on the counterpart of that play, which never really came. So I don't know if we didn't call it or we didn't do it, um, but the Z fly, which has worked great, you know, midseason, 
guys prepared for and they were ready for it. That's what happened on the fourth and one when we turned the ball over and gave them the ball on the 30. Uh, there was an adjustment, and Detroit made the play. So you've got to be ready as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach, to say, okay, when there's an adjustment to the adjustment, this is what we're going to do off of it. And, you know, there definitely needs to be some work with that. But, again, you're looking at this season, and we're trying to get the guys that were playing in college bowl games maybe a year ago, trying to get them up to speed with the NFL game and the NFL caliber of a season. So that, you know, that, that takes some work. I heard the phrase uh, figured it out a number of times as applied to the Packers. They were you know, a lot of young receivers, a lot of inexperience, and then, hey, it looks like lately they've figured it out. Do rookies ever figure yeah. it out? I guess so, is the question. And you're talking up, you know, the, the same kind of idea that there's just inexperience has killed him. Is that is that a problem that's bigger than people who don't understand football well, like Bob and I, uh, just don't appreciate enough the nuances? Yeah, the the nuances of the game. Now, if if we're talking specifically about the game last night, and the game last night, and most games are won in the trenches. So you had two teams that were basically evenly matched. You know, you, got, you look at the records. You know, just throw Detroit, the name Detroit out, because we know what they usually are. They were not that this year. Throw Green Bay out, the name Green Bay out, because we know what we usually are. We weren't that this year. You had two 500 teams that met and played the game. And the game really was won. In the, in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. If you look at, we're talking about red zone, we couldn't move the ball in the red zone. Green Bay wanted to run the ball. Detroit's defensive line refused to allow them to consistently run the ball. And then you go conversely, Detroit was able to run the ball late. So the game was won and lost in the trenches. But you take it a little further than that, then you go to the penalties, you go to the drop passes oh, at, at critical times. Yeah. And that's what that's what end up, you know, typically that's what ended up losing the game. What was Rasul Douglas doing walking in between the, uh, the linemen and, uh, I don't know, swatting the ball out of, the center's the hand. Seahawks center's hands. No, what what the was Lions. that? The Lions. I'm sorry, the Lions. It, it, they have Seahawks it, it, it on the mind. It did not need to happen. No. And crazy things. Crazy, crazy what, things What happened. was that? Yeah, I, I think he just wanted to stop the play, make sure the ball wasn't snapped. But to that point, to that point, you've got the head coach usually is standing by the ref. Right. And Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur wanted to call a timeout to kind of ice the kicker right before the half. So Ra- Raul probably heard that because he's on he's near our sideline, and he ran in to stop the ball. But there's no need for it because the sideline judge, he's going to call the timeout. Even if the ball is snapped, even if the kick gets off, when Matt LaFleur says, I want a timeout, I want a timeout, the timeout is going to happen. Yeah. So that would be one. So was this his first day in the NFL uh, yesterday? <laughs> right. Or he wasn't aware of that? Right. You know, there's just, you know, crazy things. When the, when the lights come on and you just start seeing red on the field, 
Wow. Crazy things happen. Yeah. Like I, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody this morning feels feels worse than Quay Walker. Okay. Oh, okay, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Okay, hold, hold on. And after the Rasul Douglas thing happened just before halftime, have you ever seen a head coach run up the tunnel as fast as LeFleur did? Like he was going to get somebody? <laughs> did you see Yeah, he was he was he, sprinting. He, he was, was definitely sprinting. He was flying. What was yeah. that fire emergency all about? I think he wanted to get the guys together and get them refocused, you know. Um, and you can say the right things as a head coach, but I myself is going to bl- – I'm looking for the veteran leadership. And and Aaron cannot be in every circle, on every bench. He can't – you know, you, it takes some guys that are on the field to say, hey, let's cut this out. Let's focus on the game. We we don't need a call. It's going to be a call or two that's going to win this game for us. So don't be the one to get a penalty. All right. So what do you want to say about Quay Walker? Um, it happened in Buffalo. Um, and I, I think he's got the personality, which a lot of linebackers I played with does. I, I feel like he's going to have a great career. Let me say that. Um, it happened in Buffalo. So... You've got to have someone that says keep him away from anybody at a different colored jersey or a trainer or a guy standing by a sideline. He's just, you know, he's like that attack dog that you want on a short leash. Is that what you need, someone to kind of babysit him on the field? I wouldn't call it babysitting, but I would call it like, hey, make sure Quay is away from this action. Hmm. Because, you know, because I trust me, I play with guys that, Hey, anything that comes on this field, I'm smashing it. Not the hmm. trainers. The, we're not even playing right now. Have a drink of water. Well, I don't even. I don't even think he focused on it was a trainer. I just think he focused on this some guy with a what was it a blue jersey or a blue, blue sleeve. jacket. And if he if he touches me, I'm touching him back. And maybe we could teach him to focus on helmets. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Identify by the helmet. I, I, I'm serious, Santana. I think it's a mental issue. I think he's got a, some sort of mental thing going on. It, it, it could it could be because the way he walked up the tunnel, you know, you almost felt like he was about to crumble like a cookie right then once he started realizing and, again, unwinding what exactly had happened. How mad is he going to be when he, how mad is he going to be when he finds out there's cameras in that tunnel? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. They, they didn't see me going up the tunnel, did they? Talking to myself. Yeah. got to be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, then Raul has to be smart enough that once he gets pushed, he didn't get flagged for knocking the ball. Right. The offensive lineman comes up and shoves him. So once he shoves back, then the penalty came. Yeah. yeah. So he needs to be smart enough that, look, I'm in here, the ball, the play has stopped. Even if I get shoved, because I'm a 180-pound DB, I don't need to be swinging on a 300-pound lineman at all anyway. Yeah. Probably I think my not. main complaint with the game was it was a big game, and once again, the Packers didn't show up for a big game, or the the stupid version of the Packers showed up, or the unprepared version, or the non-adjusting version of the Packers showed up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I, I do not think that um, Detroit is going away. So as these teams are catching up with the caliber of play we're used to in the division and what we're used to seeing our Green Bay Packers look like, um, that's a big question going into this offseason. 
how do we adjust and how do we answer the call? And right, because exactly. Because the division's get, going away. The division's getting better. The the Vikings won the division. Yeah. The Lions are definitely not going away. The Packers have to figure yeah. things out. And the Bears, thanks to Lovey Smith, have the number one pick in the draft next year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they fired That's Lovey right. Smith for winning that game yesterday, right? They fired him for winning the game. You think y'all got problems in, in Wisconsin? We got problems in Houston. You get fired for winning. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. Why did you go for two? That's what they're asking him, right? Oh, and one, one more question. Is J.J. Watt, who played, he says it's his last game. I won't believe it until I see him sit out for a couple of years. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, I think J.J. Uh, deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he's had an excellent career. I, you know, I, I think us as athletes, you know, we are the proverbial gladiators of today's times. Um, I think he wanted to go out and finish the season because it's been about at least three or four seasons since he's finished the whole 16, 17 game regular it's season. Bad. So yeah. I think in his mind he wanted to go out um, I don't think we'll see him again, but he has had an excellent career. Um, I played with a guy by the name of Reggie White, and early in J.J. Watt's career, he would be the only person that I would say came close to the type of player that Reggie was. You know, when you were uh, when you were playing, when you were lining up on, on Sundays, you were, you were a tackle, you and Gilbert, and you said you two yeah. did all the dirty work, and Reggie and Sean... Uh, yeah, got all the got all the glory. So we you think you really think oh, JJ's yeah. just a pretty boy, don't you? Because you were attacking him on an end. Him was doing right. all the work. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure he, he had some D tackles and some nose guards that did all the work, but he looked good doing it. Yeah, yeah, he had a he did have a fine career, and you got to watch it down in Houston for the most part. Yeah, he was outstanding. No, he really was. He was outstanding. He was great to watch. All right, Santana. Well, the Packers season's over, but the playoffs will go on next weekend. So we'll talk to you next Monday. Sounds good. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. All right. right. Santana, have a good week. We'll talk to you then. Y'all too. Thanks. Bye.